You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, folks, welcome back to Lace Mountain Westwire football podcast or football, Matt. It's always here. We are, if my date's correct, mwr.com. Maybe we should mention the website here, first of all. We are within 200 days of college football starting. Is that correct? Uh, as of today, uh, we are recording on February 16th. We are 192 days away from, from opening kick. From week zero. From week zero. So I do know 200 days as of Monday was when Utah goes to Florida. So mm-hmm. I saw that for work. I'm like, hey. Good job. But I'm like 200 days. That's 66% of a year, man. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. the, Oh man. September it's coming. So what we're doing today, schedule talk, because of course the schedule came out today because we were going to record earlier, but yesterday, what SP plus early projections, kind of just some random nonsense, how they compared last year, who's under overrated, all that stuff. But we were gifted with Matt what was this six weeks earlier than normal. The schedule came out. Yeah, so I went back and I looked at the post that we put up when when the Mountain West unveiled the schedule last year. And last year they didn't do it till March. So we're getting it three, four weeks ahead of where we got it uh, this time a year ago. Excellent. Speaking of schedule stuff, have you seen what the kerfuffle is with the Conference USA and Sunbelt? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're they're trying to explore all their legal options to keep, what was it, uh, Marshall and... Who, who, who so, Southern Miss, Marshall... In Old Dominion, right? Old, yeah, Old Dominion. Yeah, because somebody put out a schedule 
I forget what school did. And I saw a retweet from somebody where it was that was UAB. I remember that. Yeah, UAB put With question shrug marks. Emoji. Yeah, yeah, shrug emoji for like three games. It's like I guess we're playing Southern Miss this year. Yeah. Um, so so correct me if I'm wrong. It's that there's there's a mechanism in place in the Conference USA bylaws, but it's not actually enforceable somehow. It's probably because most teams or most conferences. The cutoff date's what June 30th, I think it is, or July yeah. 31st. It's either June 30th or July 31st, depending on your league. And that's the day you'll hear a lot of that news on July 1st or August 1st, like James Madison's moving up, or there's all the stuff with the with the uh, CAA and the what Missouri Valley, I think. Like yeah. there's some weird stuff too, where like, oh, athletes can't compete in their conference championships despite yeah. moving. That's got fixed, gladly. But there's usually like a cutoff date, but Typically, like the Mountain West, Craig Thompson has infamously said, and stupidly, I'll add, if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. Why have a penalty? I'm like, dude, come on. But Well, I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) We've discussed this before, but there should be something to get out of the league contract and stuff. There should be some penalty Mm -hmm. involved. And this will be, you know what's going to happen? Lawyers are going to get paid. A lot of hours spent on this. And you know who's going to not be in a conference USA? Old Dominion, Southern Miss, and Marshall coming next year. There you <laughs> not, go. That's guaranteed it's going to happen. But this petty infighting, it's the most pettiest stuff ever, which is great. Because have you listened to Split Zone Duo recently with the uh, Lane Kiffin, or not Lane Kiffin, but Lincoln Riley, the Jordan thing? I have not gotten around to that so yet, no? It's the most recent one that Stephen Godfrey did, I think, t- today or this week. And I put a tweet out there about it because he's talking about Oklahoma stuff and like, Cause he's like me. I love the off season stuff almost as much or more than the regular season because it's so weird and stuff goes on, but the gist of it, it's a paid thing. So give them their five bucks a month. Cause it's amazing. Even if you only want to give them money, you don't care, but there are other podcasts. They do two of them, but basically what it is Matt. So Oklahoma is a Jordan school. And so he apparently Lincoln Riley is still wearing his white and crimson Jordan around town in, hmm. in LA. And I don't, is USC a Nike or Jordan school? I forget. That Jump, I don't know off the top of my head. I forget Jumpman or it's technically the same company, but it's a Jumpman logo, like Michigan, UNC, obviously. But they, there's a change.org petition to have him return his OU Jordans because <laughs> yeah. he keeps wearing them around town. I'm like, yes, this stuff is the best. It's so hilarious and stupid and fun. But we're gonna get to schedule stuff, which could also be interesting in what's going on. So we have the schedule come out today. Do you want what do you want to start with, Matt? Like you're what what observations did you see when you kind of first asked? Because I have a couple of thoughts, a couple of teams. I'm like, oh boy, they might have a little bit of trouble. I think one of the things that, and, and I don't know how far outside of the norm this is, but I noticed, and I think it was UNLV, is the only team in the Mountain West that doesn't get back-to-back home dates at any point in the season, conference or non-conference. But it also means they don't have any back-to-back road swings either which I thought was kind of interesting. So like, yeah. I guess the question is like, if, if that was your schedule, like, would you prefer that? Or would you prefer the vagaries of like having, you know, two weeks at home and then maybe two weeks on the road and then one at home and like, or, you know, to alternate in, in, in a way that pretty much every other team in the conference is. The only way it could be downfall because some of these dates will change because currently it's every Saturday and we know yeah. that's, that's going to change. There's going to so, some of those games to go and move to Fridays. And stuff. So what would be unfortunate, like look at their schedule. They have a nice bye week after they go to Notre Dame, open, they go to San Diego State. But mm-hmm. let's just say, like, it's not far travel, which is, I guess, maybe, I don't know. If they if they have a road, either like a home Friday and a road, or home Saturday and a road Friday game, that'd be kind of, so remember the Pac-12 infamously screwed USC, like doing those type of things. 
where, oh, you're going to play on Saturday, then play like a Thursday road game or something, or mm-hmm. like a Friday road game. It's like, that's where it could be an issue if they go on the, like a road home, but it's like a short week and on the road. So like, say, let's say they host North Texas and say that Utah State game is a road Friday game in Logan. Mm-hmm. Logan's not a super easy place to get to, even though from Las Vegas there, it's like, oh, it's not far, but they have to probably fly into either maybe Salt Lake or they can fly into the Ogden airport, which is just north of there. But even once you get into the airport in Ogden, you're still a good hour away from Utah State. So that could be one of those type of situations where if they if a road game gets moved to Friday after a home game or vice versa or whatever, or I guess no, like going on the road after makes more sense. Yeah, so if you're home Saturday, road Friday, that's kind of crap. Or even road Thursday would be even worse. Mm-hmm. So like if that Utah State game moves to Thursday, because if they expect Utah State to be pretty good, it'll be the first conference game of the year. I could see that being a Thursday game and you know, be like, what? We just played like five days ago on the road in Texas. Those are the only kind of issues I could see where that schedule is not beneficial. Yeah. I mean, I guess on the flip side of that, if you're, if they're looking for a team to just like continually shift to Fridays, then you know, maybe UNLV is that team, especially with the, you know, that gleaming new stadium that they have down there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you never know how it'll play out, but I definitely take your meaning, but I would also say conversely, the other thing that really grabbed my attention, especially in the mountain division, it seems like there's like a, a lot of early home games on that, yeah, on that side of the mountain West. So like, for example, air force gets four of its first five games at home. The only exception being when they travel to Wyoming, but other than that, you know, they get three of their first, their, their first three non-conference games are all at home against, you know, Northern Iowa, Colorado, and then in, in early October against Navy, and then, you know, they also get Nevada into Colorado Springs as well. But I thought that that was really interesting. And the fact that both New Mexico and Wyoming have three-game yeah. homestands in September Utah, too. And Utah State has three or, five, three or four. That's right, too. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in the long run about whether those teams, because, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that the Falcons, the Lobos, and the Cowboys are in, they're definitely in, in different parts of kind of their competitive window. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, I am, but I am very interested to see what they do, you know, with that kind of early home momentum, especially. Because like, you know, New Mexico, for example, you know, Maine should be a team that they that they go out and beat. I would say even if their their rebuild is still you know very much a work of progress. But then they also open Mountain West play at home against Boise State on September 10th. And hasn't then Boise out- State like not to we'll get back in a second, but hasn't Boise State always played like a week two random game like Air Force week two or isn't Boise always stuck in that spot? It seems like a very early. I don't week. believe they were last year. I think last year it was Air Force and Utah State, and then it was one other game, which escapes me. Okay. I just remember there's always a maybe I'm just thinking maybe they've done it before, but I know Boise Air Force have been early, at least in league play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but and I think it's interesting too, especially for for a team like Wyoming. Like on paper right now, like I wouldn't say that they're anybody's, you know you know, front runner to, to like come away with the mountain division. No, but, at, but at the tail end of that three game homestand, like they open the season on the road in week zero at Illinois, but then they come home, they get Tulsa, Northern Colorado, and then that they're giving us air force. And so I'm, I'm very interested to see sort of how that side of the conference shakes out with some, you know, so many teams getting so many home games for, what seems like inordinate stretches. Like, you know, I, you might see one 
team with a three game homestand, but I don't think you see two that often within the Mountain West. No, because you had New Mexico, yeah, New Mexico, Wyoming, and that's it, right? I think so. For yeah. Three games. I'm trying to look through the, the schedule here because Utah State has a bye week where they play Weber State, UNLV. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. And Hawaii has early three. I see a lot of three or four. Like San Diego State has three or four. If Hawaii three or four, um, Utah State, well, that's a bye week, but. Yeah, it's kind of rare. It's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Four or five for Air Force. I guess with Air Force, if I were Air Force, honestly, I'd rather have it flipped because typically they near just because of the demands, everything they fade a little bit near the end of the year sometimes, just because of the main demands they have in their schedule academically at the university, and so I'd almost rather have it kind of change. But they're ended. But here's the thing: they end with for, out of their last five weeks, they have a bye week or their hat last half the year, three at home, a bye week, and two on the road. However, Army and San Diego State on the road are difficult. So yeah, is that is that Army game a neutral site game again? Do you know? Um, I'll double check. I don't think so. I know last year believe, it is. It's Globe in Arlington. Life. It's back in our Globe Life, whatever it's called again. Yeah. Yeah. What the? Well, that's yeah, closer for them, I guess. How much did the Rangers pay to make that happen? Like, what's the deal there? <laughs> so, like overall, that that is an interesting quirk. I do like. I will go through all these games later, like non-conference stuff. But I am surprised. Does it seem, maybe it's just me off the cuff looking, but there seems an inordinate number more Power 5 teams on the schedule overall. I mean, without, that... without an exact count, I mean, it's it's one thing to sort of look at it and see, but then you remember, like, they, they played a pretty fair amount of Power 5 teams last year, especially in, in beating up on the Pac-12. Yeah, I just maybe, maybe it's just non-conference play. It's good if you see that because you have just – yeah, Colorado, a couple BYU teams on there that are always should be pretty good this year. Oregon State's up improving. Alabama, Michigan, Illinois, Vanderbilt. You have I don't know, USC, maybe a, Cal, U, Iowa, Utah. Yeah, so a couple. Yeah, I don't know. It's just maybe it's just a thought, but we'll we'll just see it. Maybe it's just me glancing early on and saying, "Hey, these different logos at the top." Um, I do find it disappointing. Nevada, UNLV is not in Nevada Day anymore again for some reason. They moved it back, right? Because in, in the last time the game was played in Reno. Um, the fights. Oh, no, excuse me. This one's in Vegas. No, I was, I was thinking about, you know, the last game that Tony Sanchez oh. coached. They, you know, that one was in, was in Mackey, and that one was at the very end of the season. Yeah, and the fights too, right? Was that the, yeah, the yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a game that's tended to move around year after year. So, I, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what sort of prompted the decision. Although maybe, maybe some of it has to do with, um, you know, what, I, I don't know if they, have they, re, have they released the NFL schedule yet? Like maybe the Raiders are at home that weekend. Um, not the dates yet. Everybody knows their opponent, but no, that will come out from May. So maybe that's something we don't know about. Oh, okay. But however, however, when you play at Allegiant Field, the Raiders have their own specific field. They bring up, they bring, because I, for Pac-12 title game, they, if you, I wasn't there, I was there, but got coworkers who are working the game. They have the field out so it gets sun. They roll it out. In the, same thing they do with the same in Phoenix. They roll out the yeah, grass. Yeah, that's true. And so okay. they play on turf. So it wouldn't be a field issue thing. Unlike Pitt, who shares with Pittsburgh, and they never fix the field, just grass all the time. <laughs> so I do, I, I, it's not on Nevada Day, which is fine, which is, it would be Friday, October 28th. Isn't it always the last Friday, November? Is it, or October? Is I believe so. Yes. Okay. So, I don't mind. It's I think either have it Nevada Day or Nevada Day weekend, Friday, Saturday that weekend, or the last game of the season. If it were like the third, like October first game or something, that'd be kind of weird. But end of the year or Nevada Day, I'm fine with. It. I think that's a that's fine to do. Mm-hmm. 
But I just noticed that people are like, what's going on? Man, a couple quirks though. San Jose State, yikes. 10 straight weeks of games. You see that Western Michigan, Wyoming, all the league play? Mm-hmm. That's brutal. What? Who who hurt Brett Brennan or something? Because that doesn't seem fair. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of it just has to do with you know, non-conference games happening elsewhere sort of later by necessity. Like I think of like the, you know, BYU's facing both Wyoming and Utah state. And so in Boise state. Yeah. Yeah. in Boise state. And so there's a lot of you know moving pieces where, you know, something's got to give at some yeah. point. Yeah. Army, New Mexico state. But when, you, but when you actually look at the schedule, it's not like it's terrible. I mean, I think, you know, the, the one, two game swing which I think is maybe the toughest two game road swing of any team in the conference mm-hmm. is that, you know, that mid November trip to San Diego state followed by the trip to Utah state. Yeah. If we see if both, both of teams should be good. But I, but I think like if, if they play up to their sort of what you might call their rebound potential, you know, Western Michigan's reloading, you know, Wyoming's sort of, you know, in, in the mix, but maybe not a front runner. You know, UNLV is up on. So, I mean, you know, I think we have fairly high expectations for the Spartans. And it's not like their early seasons, especially their conference schedule, isn't necessarily super rigorous. Can they can they walk into Auburn and beat Coach Harson? <laughs> I mean, at this point, anything is possible. With <laughs> it's, that a complete, season, isn't it? it's, it's a complete disaster. And, and, they were, and, they, and they were pretty stingy the last time they went to Auburn, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I just like to see that. I'm like, uh, maybe that's when Brian Harson really gets fired. Lose to Spartans week two. Uh, so man, let's go through this. Here's a couple ways I want to do this. Not to throw it at you, but the new coaches. So okay. let's get, look at their schedule. So we have Nevada, we have Fresno State, Colorado State, and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Correct. So let's start with let's start with Colorado State. Okay. It's a new old coach. They have Jay Norvell. They got they have Michigan. Not not to break the whole thing up. They get Michigan on the road, which Playoff team Michigan, but they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Like for a new coach, they get a winnable get Middle Tennessee State will be, yeah, it's okay. It still depends on the quarterback about. They get Washington State at the road, which will be kind of tricky. And Sacramento State, their non-conference slate fits in fine. They do have to go to, Re- to Reno, which is amazing. <laughs> how's, uh, that gonna, yeah. how's that going to work out for him when he goes to town? They gonna we'll talk always- more. We'll talk more about that game and that week in a, in a little bit. I know, but just amazing. But looking at his schedule overall, he the tougher tougher games he gets Utah State at home. He gets uh, what do you feel about Wyoming? Is at home. Their defense will be good, but their their road schedule is brutal, man. That's what I'm just saying. CSU, if depending who the quarterback is, Matt, road games at Michigan, at Washington State, at Nevada. Even though Nevada may not be good, obviously the right boy just mentioned. Going to Boise State, going to San Jose State, going to the Air Force. That might be the toughest road schedule in the conference. Might be. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're setting the bar at six and six. Who's setting the bar at six and six for the Rams? Are you? <laughs> I mean, if you if you if you consider that they were unlucky last year in close game situations and there were at least one or two games that they probably should have won. Aggies <laughs> sorry, Utah State game, right? That's yeah, that's the obvious, that's the obvious <laughs> one. But I, but I guess what I'm I guess what I was saying is like if you look at that schedule, especially the back end in the, in those three road games, basically from Halloween through into Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. if they're going to get to six and six, I think they've got to find most of those six wins pretty early. Yeah, I got to go two and two in league play. And I think I, it, I, and I think like you said, I think they're going to have to do it by holding serve at home most often. 
especially if they can beat a team like Utah State. That might be the game that hinges because I think they can beat New Mexico. I think they can beat Wyoming possibly in Hawaii. Sac State, yeah. Middle Tennessee State, we'll see. So you're right. They need to probably go five and one at home. And that's pretty tough. That's that, yeah, that, that's tough for even, you know, very good teams in the Mountain West to do. I think that's plausible. Quarterback play, obviously, we know they have a couple guys, Dante Wright and other guys back on this team, mm-hmm. and what and all the transfers that came in from Nevada. But yeah, I don't think like the one game I'm looking, okay, they're probably gonna lose just almost certainly is like Utah State at home. Mm-hmm. And Wyoming's probably a toss-up, maybe a slight lean to Wyoming because the defense is gonna be still good. And but so yeah, four and two, five and one. That's probably you're right, being at home, they're gonna have to win. If they go five hundred at home, there's no way they're making a bowl game. Yeah, probably not. Because they're not beating Michigan. Washington State, they were a miss last year, but they're the promoter from within, they were pretty good. After that, they could have won a Pac-12 North almost at some point. Mm-hmm. But that'll be interesting slate for them. So we look at, now we go to Fresno State, the old new coach. How are you feeling about your uh, Bulldog schedule overall? Because they got a couple, they're, they're, they're going on the home and road games. I like how it's set up because they have, they're unlike UNLV, they have more back. They back to back games, but most are back to back or road games. It's it's not terrible, you know. And I think it helps that they get San Diego State at home this time around. But I think if if there's any potential obstacle, it's that very first conference game on the road at Boise State after the long. Even though UConn sucks, it's a long trip across. That's like a seven hour flight. Yeah, and 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 even before that, you know, they go to USC two weeks before too. Yeah, it's a, so it's gonna be it's it's get it's gonna be a pretty tough road to hoe, I guess I would say. But yeah. you know, if they can get the inside track by beating the Broncos, then you know, and especially if they play up to sort of you know the, the preseason projections that have come out to, to this point, then I would say you know, other than you know having to survive you know the Aztecs at home and then you know surviving that two game road swing through Nevada and UNLV. Then yeah, I, I would say you know it, the path is is it's not the best or the easiest path in the conference, but I would say it's far from being the, the toughest as well. Yeah, because we look at the West Division this year. Yes, you have an, an air quotes new head coach, but you have the best receiving quarterback combo, Jalen Copper and uh, Jake Hayner. I don't think it's anybody else could match that really. I don't think because Boise replaces Kalisha Kier, San Diego State doesn't throw it a ton. Like there's a lot. Uh, Devin Tompkins isn't around. Maybe Logan Bonner finds somebody there. Same with Boise, possibly. But they had like the be- a great combination there. Tedford seems to he did well last time. I don't. It w- just because when he left for health reasons, I don't think it's like oh, he's an old retired, washed up coach coming back. He's still not super old for coaching. If you think about it, mm-hmm. so we know we know we're getting there. And their schedule, like if you look at who they have, okay, USC's defense isn't very good. Who cares if they have Caleb Williams at tight end? I would not be overly shocked. I know you're going to be pessimistic and say no way, but I, I would not be super surprised that they go into the Coliseum and beat USC. We're still figuring things out. Can I, can I just say real quick that I'm really glad you said Caleb, Caleb Williams doesn't play defense? I know. He doesn't. Because uh, I, ha- I, I, haven't, I haven't said anything about it, and I haven't tweeted about it or anything like that, but I've been thinking about it for weeks. Do it. Can, say it continue, now. Continue, say it. Continue. No, no. You already you already said it. I'm just gonna say that I agree. But continue. It's my point being because me, me being the University of Utah guy, on my radio show, we're kind of what college football stuff we talk about. Well, let's go to USC. They got Caleb Williams. Great. 
they brought in his tight end or whatever. He'll probably get a couple more OU guys because, you know, he's Lincoln Riley's recruiting from the portal, not from Oklahoma, as he says, he's laughing in the background. But their defense wasn't very good last year, and it's not going to be amazingly this year. And when has a Lincoln Riley coach team ever been known for awesome defense, Matt? He coached in the Big 12. There's no defense as much. Well, slightly improved the past couple of years, but not really. Mm-hmm. So, Jake Kane or Jalen Cropper, I'm like, I'm don't you can call me home, you can do whatever you want now. I am not going to be shocked if they go to if they win that game. That's not going to be USC will be probably preseason top 20, probably just because there's still stuff to figure out before they're going to get going. And Fresno State can go in and get that game possibly. Maybe, maybe not, but I, I don't, I could see like UCLA type finish where it's a close game because they have athletes and stuff. And for yeah, defense, yeah, I'm with we'll you on see. that. So I, yeah, don't be overly surprised. It's, I don't, maybe one of our stupid upset picks now, but I would, I would, that, that's a chance to game to look for. But the rest of it, UConn find a back to back game a little tricky. The Spartans are going to be a fun team to try to figure out just because Shavon Cordero, they got Malik Stovall, correct, from Nevada as well. Is he there? Uh, they got Justin Lockhart and Elijah Cooks. From oh, Nevada. that's who it was. Okay, I know the albums. Okay, so again, my mistake. My bad. He went to CSU. But they have a couple receivers there. That could be an interesting game. That's home. And that's for that's for the V-Turf. It's a rivalry game. But nothing overall, because here's the thing. You mentioned the schedule. Going to UConn and Boise, a long trip, just mentally and physically draining. That's fine to play UConn. No, not a big deal. And they have the bye week after USC. So if they were to upset USC, there may not be like a letdown after like this past year where they lost to Hawaii shortly after beating UCLA. Yeah. And, but the schedule is great. They, they host San Diego state. They don't go to Hawaii. The two game, the, the two game road stretch, UNLV Nevada, I'm not concerned about that. And the, the road, the back-to-back games aren't difficult because of who they're playing out of all four of those. So it's not a, like how they've been playing Aztecs, Hawaii on the, you know, back-to-back yeah. or, and, or, and, I, and I would also, see anybody else essentially in the conference. And I would also say the same of Hawaii, mostly, you know, it's because, you know, they have their own trip to Michigan too. Like they're, they're probably going to get pummeled in the same way that Colorado State's going to get pummeled, but you know, elsewhere on their non-conference schedule, it's not terrible for the Warriors. Like, and you know, the early season headlines made things seem like a mess, but you know, if, if things come together, as I'm sure, you know, Timmy Chang and the rest of that coaching staff envisions, you know, they, they, they open the season week zero, home versus Vanderbilt got to get the victory you have to beat Vanderbilt come on and, and then they they host Western Kentucky who was more or less starting over you know they they lost the quarterback they lost their leading wide receiver to the NFL mm-hmm. um you know their their offensive coordinator they brought in from Houston Baptist is now in Texas Tech I believe so you know Western Kentucky starting over may probably a beatable team yeah no Billy's and happy then, to QB they'll probably they get, sling it a lot but they're not going to be the same efficiency as last year and then they, you know they get Duquesne at home. So again, three home games in four weeks. But then they you know they have the home rather the road trip to New Mexico State, and and at least right now, like what is New Mexico State going to be? But the same old Aggies. And, Jerry Kill. And, and other than that, like I don't think anybody's expecting them to come out like you know guns blazing in conference play. But there really aren't like a ton of difficult stretches in Hawaii's conference schedule either. Like, you know, opening at, at San Diego State isn't going to be easy. But, you know, they do get, I would say, most of their toughest games at home or maybe the most of their yeah. most favorable games at home. I yeah, because yeah, the Aztecs on the road. They get Arizona Nevada the at home. They get Wyoming at, at home. They get UNLV at home. And Utah State as well. And Utah State. So, I mean, so like I said, I'm, I'm not 
forecasting anything concrete right now, but I can see where like, if things come together faster than anybody would have anticipated like a month ago, when everything on the island seemed chaotic, there could be there could be a path towards a nice little rebound for the Warriors. It could be because I could see like Vanderbilt's trash. I could see them beating Vanderbilt. And you mentioned Western Kentucky rebuilding. Duquesne, they should beat New Mexico State. Um, they could beat Nevada, I think. CSU, we'll see, just because that's a lot of going together with late in the year. And UNLV, I'm like, there, there's there's a path, like maybe four to six wins. Which would yeah, be yeah, that actually sounds about right. Yeah, better than people expect. They were literally going over over 13, 1 and twelve or whatever. So like like if I'm looking at four wins, I could see mm, UNLV because it's at home. I could see Nevada it's at home, New Mexico State, Duquesne, four wins. Maybe West Kentucky, maybe Vanderbilt. Like there, I don't think the bottom's gonna fall out, and I think Timmy Ching's gonna figure things out. But it'll be they may not get that four wins, but I think the way it's set set up. The tougher games are – it's kind of a mix. Like easier games at home, which mm-hmm. would be helpful, like you said. But it's a now it's see, a manageable schedule, I think, where there could be a – a good run could be in there possibly. Now, see, unfortunately, I don't think I could say the same thing in Nevada. And I, th- and I think that – I think a lot of that comes down to the strength of the the interdivision games that Hawaii and Nevada get to play. Because they, they both get to play Colorado State. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but the Wolfpack, they open conference play at Air Force – and then later in November, they get Boise State at home. Yeah. Which is, uh, that that's a little tougher. <laughs> it, it totally is. Like, the last month is okay to have an off week, host Boise, host Fresno, then go to UNLV. But I don't, like, with Ken Wilson there coming from Oregon, you know, I don't know what, to, honestly, I don't know what to expect. Like, like I keep saying, like, I hate it. And, and hate they've, it. they've got a tough home slate, too, like which we already yeah. knew. But, you know, those things are going to get backloaded too. So, you know, they may start relatively strong, you know, if they break even in, in non-conference play. Who's you your know, week three schedule? I don't know that logo. Uh, that that is in, no, that's Incarnate Word. Oh, Incarnate Word. Okay. Who's, are they, F, I think they're traditional FBS at the moment. They're going to join the WAC. Uh, yes. Or, or something like that, maybe. Yeah, but they're they're on the they're on the the, the come up, I would say. So, yeah. We, well, they're OCs we, now at uh, Washington State. That's right. Yeah. And isn't their quarterback from last year yep. also at Washington State? Cameron he's Ward, be starting quarterback, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's. I'm not going to say like you know Nevada is going to like go out to zero and four, but I think there's a possibility they break even. But I think that you know, it, it, like we just talked about a few minutes ago with Colorado State's path to six and six. I think if Nevada is also taking aim at getting back to six and six, I think their road is a lot harder than that of the Rams and the Warriors. They might start zero and one, losing to the Mexico State. I'm going to reserve all judgment until we see I'm just exactly saying, like, what Nevada is is I, is, is, plan, is preparing to do on the I'm field because we, we you know like I said before they're sort of a blank slate at this point so I'm very interested to see how yeah. things shake out in spring. Oh, we don't know much about them. We everybody laughs, and so like, there's a, re- a reasonable expectation to think they. I don't like saying this, but might be the worst team in the conference. I think they have more talent than other teams, but what they lost, will we see? Because a lot of guys who are moving up who may not have expected to play this next year who are now. Mm-hmm. But they did. Ken Wilson snagged a couple of guys from Oregon, a couple other P5 guys. I think a Michigan guy we talked about. Uh, but uh, they're uh, – well, they may not be the worst team, but their situation, them in Hawaii are near the bottom. of just like how their coaching search and players lost came out to be. Because Nevada, obviously, no money. they don't spend any money anything. They brought in a 
guy from Oregon, which we'll see what Ken Wilson can do. And it, it, like it's like I mentioned, listen, split some deal. They'll talk about coaching stuff. That's a job where he's an older guy. He's not going to be head coach unless he takes his job. So he's going to take it and see what happens. Unfortunately, Nevada's going to have to struggle in a bit. But there's, like I said, a blank slate. We don't know what Ken Wilson. Maybe the defense will be really good. And the offense will just figure it out as they go along. I don't know with Toa Tala and Nate Cox. So we'll see. Any certain you mentioned a week to me. What did you say? October 8th is a week you want to talk about where it's like really good games, you believe? It feels like that that particular week is like gangbusters because and and not just because it's the first full week that's exclusively among Mountain West teams. So you get six conference games. Mm-hmm. But you know, within those six conference games, you get Air Force at Utah State. Please give us a repeat of last year, you almost get, 100 you points. The, <laughs> and you know, you know the Falcons are gonna be looking for some measure of revenge. Uh, you also get the battle for the milk can. You get Jane Orville's return to Reno that week. You get Wyoming trying to turn the pit, trying to turn the tables on New Mexico. I could, I could live, I could live without that one that week. That's okay. Hey, you know <laughs> what? I, I mentioned it in the article that I wrote about the schedule. New Mexico has won two in a row against the Cowboys. Oh, okay, all right. Which is which is why I say they're, look, they're okay. looking at you know reversal of fortune. Uh, and then you get a couple of you know solid West Division games too: Hawaii at San Diego State, UNLV at San Jose State. A lot of intrigue all the way around that week. That is a good week. I'm looking through because there's all league play. I would say, but yeah, assuming one of one or two will be the Thursday or Friday games, but probably yeah. yeah. Out of all those, like even you think about like UNLV, San Jose State, UNLV. Remember they had oh shoot, how many one possession games? They're all losses, like six of them. Yes, something five, like five that. or six, yeah, five or six. So, and that those two teams, like, well, what's San Jose State going to do? Brett Brennan's there. He kind of had a bump the road last year, a lot of health issues. Like we got Shavon Cordero coming in to be quarterback. UNLV, we'll see who their quarterbacks right now. They have what? Who is it? They have Justin Rogers, Brumfield, Cam Frill. Who's a transfer they just got recently? Uh, Rogers transferred out. Oh, he did. Oh, I must have missed uh, that. Harrison Bailey transferred in from Tennessee. Okay. I knew there was a QB somewhere else. Okay. You think so? That'll just be that's a unique game because both of the, yeah, that'll be interesting. And San Diego State, Hawaii, it's like, eh, I don't know, but that's kind of a rival a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So looking through, that is, that's probably one of the best conference weeks because it's a full slate. Um, I should look at more closely overall. That's probably, you have maybe November 12th, could have some intrigue, but not nearly as much as October 8th. I do, I do have a question, though. Okay. The last week of the season, we they kind of did it this year, but they did not. They did a better job where they're not doing all because remember before they had con inch, what's it inch, inch interconference games mm-hmm. west versus mountain for some reason yeah they did a better job however I put in our Twitter DM San Diego State Air Force might should not be playing the weekend because there's a chance that could be a repeat situation we had Boise Fresno a couple years ago mm-hmm. those two teams are not not my picks at the moment but we wouldn't be far fetched everything else is good Boise Utah State Conference like David Mountain game, New Mexico, CSU, um, Fresno, Fresno, Wyoming's only other one, which I don't think would be the case. But why could, why, what are they doing? Why couldn't they have San Diego State play Fresno that weekend? Which I don't know. Is there a certain weekend that game needs to be played or something? I mean, I would imagine in, in that case that, that, you know, Air Force would have had to play one of the other West Division teams. Um, we, yeah, I think that would probably be what it comes down to. So there would, they would, I would imagine they'd be flipping the Aztecs with either UNLV or 
who's the other team? Or Nevada. Okay. But since I, but since Nevada and UNLV are also playing that weekend, that may have been a non-starter. Obviously, I maybe that's it. But I I, I do like they do a better job because they they had it where it was opposite divisions. Then a couple of years they had exclusively same division, so it could play like as a semi type game. Yeah. So because that's how it was past year a little bit. Even though San Diego State Boise played that last weekend, there was still opportunity for Boise to get in there and still not play San Diego State. Yeah, <laughs> this year it's uh, it's four division games and two uh, interdivision games. That's good. I that's better. I appreciate it. I'll lie. Oh, good. Okay, I appreciate. It. I'm glad to be on the thing. So I, I do like that, except <clears> for this minimal. It's just a small complaint here. Let me ask you about this. This is kind of a current and future thing. Okay. BYU is going to the Big Twelve soon. Yes. They're, they cancel the series at Boise State. They have Wyoming and Nevada on the schedule come the road. Do you care if they, they're basically gone, or were they going to – are you going to do – because it's a, it's a pretty good team to play in their schedule. Typically, there's three to five Mountain West teams play Boise or play BYU every year. I mean – Do you care? It's a good opponent this, to play. This might, I mean, yeah, this might just be me as, as a Fresno State enthusiast where, you know, yeah, Fresno State and BYU have played in the past, but – It's been a while. Yeah, I don't, I don't harbor the same kind of intensity about the Cougars that I'm sure other fan bases, like, you know, like Boise State fans or Utah State fans, especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's a lot of longstanding kind of rivalry ties there. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily the best person to, to speak on I it because I'm sort of like, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, to me, it seems fine, but I can see where you know, for other teams that are looking to maintain rivalries that, you know, losing that would be, you know, it's, it's always kind of crappy when something like that happens. Yeah. I think Utah state will be the most concerned because we don't know how many games the big 12 is going to play and that game's been played a long time. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's always a decent, it's, a, it's also losing a pretty good opponent too on the schedule. Yeah. So that's part of it too. So when we look at the non-conference slate, is there any, We'll, we'll dive in these schedules more closely when we talk about individual team previews in like what three months, two months. Oh boy, it's almost May, so we'll get there, I guess. I got to start reverse engineering that at some point. I know, so we need to figure out the way they, they it's like, oh, we're gone this weekend, we'll do this date. Is there any non conference like week you're looking forward more to others? Like, oh, this week is going to be a good non conference week because, like last year, beating Utah, beating this team, beating Washington State, beating Power Five teams left and right. Do you see a week that sees like uh, that's to be a great week to watch college football in the, within the Mountain West? I don't know that it's as clear cut as it might have been in years past, if only because you know for for every you know Fresno State USC that has a lot of intrigue about you know can the Bulldogs go down there and, and pull another upset or something like that against the Pac-12 team. You know that same week you also get like Nevada at Iowa, which isn't likely to be competitive. Um, you know, San Diego State, Utah, that rematch is, is mm-hmm. really interesting. But again, there's nothing that really screams like this is going to be an awesome week of football just because it seems like, for like I said, for every, you know, Mountain West versus Power 5 matchup that there's, you know, one or two more that don't seem on paper like they're going to be that exciting. Like the Mexico LSU. Yeah, that's uh, that that might be a rough afternoon in Dallas. UNLV, UNLV, UNLV Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's not. I don't know that there's necessarily one week that really stands out to me in that regard. Which, and, and maybe my maybe my tune will change as I start you know digging into more of those non-conference opponents because you know later in the spring and in the summer we'll be doing our first look at every single team on the schedule. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, like right now, right now, I don't know. I might say week two or week three, because we here's week two. You have Air Force of Colorado. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, well, Fresno, Oregon State. Hawaii, Michigan, whatever. Yeah, no. San Jose State, Auburn, and UNLV, Cal. Cal and Justin Wilcox are having problems. We'll see what UNLV can really do, but I'm not calling that an upset, but I'm saying like Cal's not a, a world beater. That might be uh, a litmus test game for Marcus yeah, that, and Royal and company. Yeah, because yeah, we saw last year in Nevada, the Cal, Cal had a good defense last year, at least for a little bit. But that'll be interesting. I think San Jose State, Auburn could be interesting a little bit, maybe. Like there's some Auburn, they struggled in close games last year. They should have beat Alabama. So we've hmm. shown where they could do things, right? But also they lost what 20 something players in the portal. Yeah. White Michigan, not a chance. Fresno, Oregon State will be really good because Oregon State's on the rise a bit. I think that'll be an underrated game to watch nationally. And then Air Force CU, I think that's a possibility for a couple wins. And then week three or week four, or no, sorry. Yeah, week three after you get the week zero games. But that game as well, or that week, there could be some interest. Like those most of the two games that you mentioned, Aztecs, Utah, Fresno, USC. Mm-hmm. And CSU Washington State, probably not. So but non-conference slate, eh, there's a there's some interesting games on there, but not yeah, like it's, it's not to say that there's not excitement on this year's non-conference schedule, but it's it's hard to see like you know at least right now in my opinion that you know that that the Mountain West is going to have the same kind of success against the Power Five that they did last year. We'll see. Yeah, it's last year was I think it's kind of not unprecedented, but one of the more successful years in a long time. Yeah, yeah. So anything else like? Schedule-wise, like Fresno has a – or not Fresno, San Jose State has a weird 10 weeks in a row. Any other weird quirks schedule we saw, like no bye weeks every other week? I see Boise State has a weird stretch here, a good stretch here, four or six weeks at home. Doctor, Basically all of October to first week of November. That could be a pretty huge swing with them. I do think it's kind of interesting Wyoming has two bye weeks within a month. Oh, they do? They're the only team with two bye weeks, aren't they? Uh, I don't yeah. think that's true. No, Nevada no, has two bye weeks Nevada. as well. Week zero, so yeah, okay. Interesting, yeah. You tell us, yeah, two of the month. Interesting. By week after Hawaii, which is good. It's a, that's, a, that's a little nice little quirk there. Is there a game, so we go through the schedule a bit. Is there any, if you were to look at a, I should have wrote, wrote these down, but I did not. Because I, I think I told you, but I never okay. actually written my, I gave you an idea, like for us to do, but I never wrote down by five. Like, we don't need to do five. But is there a particular conference game like this is going to decide, not even decide, but what's the most anticipated conference game you have? I have a couple. Do you have any you want to start do, with? Do you want me to go in chronological order? Whatever order you prefer. Okay, because I think the very first one that grabbed my attention, San Diego State at Boise State October 1st. Why is that getting your attention? Just because, well, because two teams? <laughs> because it, it isn't the first conference game that Boise State plays you know they they actually open Mountain West play two weeks earlier on the road at New Mexico or excuse me three weeks earlier but you have to figure that's going to be like the first major juncture for both of the division races right yeah and and oh by the way they get Fresno State at home the next week which I think is really interesting but you know I, I think that that Broncos Aztecs game especially since it it's sort of like you know they it's not quite a perfect bookend where they, they ended the regular season last year and or beginning of this year. Although I guess you could say that that is the case for the Aztecs. 
And yeah. I think it's and I think it's going to be really important for them, especially since you know we didn't mention it earlier. San Diego State gets three of its first four home games in, in September at, at Snapdragon Stadium as well. But you know that trip to Boise, I think, is going to be a really a really good test of sort of where they're at. Clearly, yeah, because they've played Toledo's okay, played Utah. What about what about you? What's one after that? I Air Force Utah State clearly, mm-hmm. just because of all the points last year. I don't know if that will. I think Air Force is a touch better, but that could be an early. That's October eighth. That's it at uh, Logan and Maverick Stadium. That would be a game that could be because it's early on. It'll be the third conference game for Air Force. That could be a almost like an indicator of who wins. Could have like a little bit of a leg up, and very similar to like Boise and San Diego State, even though it's not a mountain or west game it's like a you know i mean opposite division game yeah but i think that could be a good indicator of who's going to be what and if it's based on last year 40 was it 49 45 mm-hmm. they come from behind like that's i would like i just like that type of game i don't know if it'll i doubt it'll be the same high score and affair but that's one of the ones looking for um obviously when you look at like state fresno state san diego state uh that's also that's game is on what, october 29th looks like yes. that's that's at Bulldog Stadium, that's always a good game. And if, if we believe Fresno State's offense going up against Aztec defense, that's always great. That's going to be a deciding factor for that West Division. And also, I guess, the easy one, not that it implies any type of conference outcome, but, again, CSU versus Nevada. That's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. What about you? Anything, any other games that stand out? Like, hey, this is going to decide something or just looking forward to a really good matchup? Or an interesting. Well, I mean, I guess if you're if you're looking for narrative, I do think that the the matchup in uh, in Honolulu between Nevada and, and Hawaii is going to be really interesting in its own right too, if only because you know that is the you know the the the, the one game this year between two first time head coaches in the Mountain West. There's that as well. Yeah, that's very, and the two teams that might not be very good either in the Mountain West. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not willing to say that they're going to be bad. But I think, but because I think that there's the capacity for both sides to be really interesting. There's always an interesting factor, but I don't like here. Might, let me maybe I'll rephrase that comment as we talk the next month or two. I don't expect them to compete for the conference championship. Mm-hmm. I think that's more fair to say. Yeah. And when you look at the West Division, it's taken a big flip because last year it was way better. This year you have Hawaii's down, Nevada's down. We'll see what UNLV can do, but I don't really trust them too much. San Jose State, yeah, we'll see. To me, it's Fresno San Diego State's conference division to win. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. That sounds about right. And then let's see. Uh, what We've exhausted the schedule. Anything else about the schedule? Like those are a handful of games looking forward to. I guess the best – we were talking about non-conference. Like I'm, my number one is like Fresno, USC, San Jose State, Utah, possibly my two most interesting ones. I guess San Jose State, Auburn, because I'm trying to convince myself Brian Harson really sucks and they'll <laughs> lose that game. But any any non conference game like hey, 
even you can even say USC Fresno. It's okay, but any intriguing non-conference games before we wrap this up? Well, I mean, in addition to the ones that you mentioned, I, I like I said, I haven't dug enough. Like, I'm really interested to see sort of what the rematches between some of these non-conference games looks like. So, for instance, you know, the fact that the Aztecs get to open at home against Arizona. You know, I think you get the narrative of like brand new stadium first, first, but I'm also really interested to see like, how is Arizona going to be any better than they were last year? Because they were abysmal they last got year. A little bit better when they played Utah. That was a much closer game than I thought, but remember they and, also, and apparently they've been recruiting like gangbusters. They have been recruiting, well. they lost their defensive coordinator um, to UMass. Yeah. Right? UMass Brown. Don uh, Brown. Don, I was thinking Dr. Blitz to so Don Brown. Yeah. He's at UMass though. And their defense was solid last year. So that'll be an improved team. They're playing, but I'd still expect San Diego State to beat Jed, Jed Fish and everything, even though he's still getting a touch better, but not quite there. Um, and, it, and in the same vein, you know, the, the fact that San Jose State gets to host Western Michigan, mm-hmm. yeah, I think in retrospect, you know, that game last year was sort of like the, the flashing red warning sign that something wasn't right with the Spartans, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. But, you know, you're now you're catching a Broncos team that's, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of reloading in a lot of respects, like Sky Moore's an NFL draft prospect now. I think Caleb LB is still in the mix. I can't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and look it up. But I'm really interested to see sort of whether the Spartans can effectively turn the page and, and like I said, exact a, a little measure of revenge in that regard. Other than that, like I haven't really dug enough into some of the teams because like, you know, I, I would say Air Force Colorado, but I know Colorado is like down right now. Well, they also lost their running back who was packed all freshman year in 2020 to Oregon. Yeah. So he's, and, he wasn't great last year, but that's still a player they lost. And like you know, normally I would be intrigued by Tulsa, but Tulsa had a down year last year. And I, at least right now, I don't know enough about them to really say whether they're, we can expect any kind of rebound, you know, same thing with like Hawaii, Western Kentucky. So, I mean, I think there's, you know, I, I tend to dig into sort of the, the, the intrigue of group of five versus group of five mm-hmm. non-conference games but I haven't really had enough time to sink my teeth into what all those teams are actually looking like at this juncture to know, to, to, to know like, okay, that's going to be my jam right now. Here, I also think a good point. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to all these teams like Texas state. What are they going to be? Cause they're, we'll see when they play Nevada. I, one game I think could, you know, we had neither of us mentioned Oregon state at home to Fresno state at. Um, well, that, and that's after hosting Boise state too. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. Oregon's no Oregon. Oregon state, Oregon state plays both teams. Oh, they do. Play. Oh, I. Oh, I. Sorry, I thought you meant Fresno and Boise. I'm like, wait a minute. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't realize they played Boise State too. Both of those games, Fresno and Boise, playing Oregon State because Oregon State beat Utah last year somehow. I don't know how, but they beat Utah and they beat so they scored a lot of points on Utah. That's how they, they did, did it, which was and ran very well. Which I still don't know how either of those happened, but it happened. But that's it. Oregon State's in a cold day. They don't have Mike Riley's not there. No Gary Anderson. It's been a while. They don't have Sean Manning, a quarterback. They're quietly getting better, and that'll be a, a game where people may not expect a ton. Like, oh, it's Oregon State. We got them. That that team will be an intrigue, interesting game to watch for both those schools. So I agree. All right, that wraps up our schedule portion. So we're going to do a quick preview of a non-football podcast we do all the time, Matt. Do you want to explain what, what is it? March Xness is the website, marchxness.com. Yeah, X. so you should be able to Google it. Um, but basically, long story short, if if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you already know that we've been doing this for the last three or four years. 
But basically, in a nutshell, it's sort of like the intersection between two of my greatest passions, um, music of different kinds and uh, creative nonfiction writing. So basically, it's, it's sort of like March Madness, but it's a tournament of, of different types of songs. So, you know, in the past, last year, it was, you know, March Pladness. So it was all about like 90s grunge music. Loved it. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you know, 2020, it was about like really bad music. Um, you know, before wonders. that, yeah, before, yeah, they've had one hit wonders, they've had, you know, 80s hair metal. So this year it's March Faxness, which is a tournament of cover songs. It's a good pick. I like this. Which, which, uh, you know, songs from which were chosen from criteria that is very discerning. If you want to go look at the website, we'll talk more about it at length, probably in a week or two. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's some interesting songs on there. I think there's playlists out there on your streaming platform of choice where you can probably find it. It shows uh, here there's one we'll on YouTube probably, at the moment. Yeah. And we'll probably, we'll, we'll probably find the links and link to it on our own Twitter at MWC wire, by the way. But you know, if, if, if songs like for instance, you know, Whitney Houston's, I will always love you or, uh, you know, the red hot chili peppers version of higher ground alien ant farm, a smooth criminal, those are those are the type and a lot more yeah so we're we're all going to be doing our homework and having our our annual discussion about this tournament within the next couple weeks here's the quick criteria i won't go over the whole thing because there's it's a sort of lengthy list so it must be 10 years old Mm -hmm. so it can nothing can be released after march 1st 2012 um cover songs must have been previously popularized by another artist on a commercial release they do not have, to, though they don't have to be charted. So no top hundred billboard whatever. They must be commercially released. So basically, I brought up one before we started because I'm like, oh, what? Or uh, faxes, facsimiles, whatever the copy cover songs, whatever. Yeah. Um, Papa Roach did a really good a New Year's Eve of Nirvana's Lithium a long time ago, but it, obviously it's just a one off. So any one off concerts, any um, live type stuff, or What's a non-commercially released live recording? Just a bootleg, I guess. Is that what they're referring to? Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> or like, say, for a recent example, the Super Bowl, even though I think everybody did their own song, had Eminem did a full Snoop Dogg song or Dr. Dre did and something vice versa, that wouldn't count mm. because that was not commercially released. So um, this is interesting. It goes, so songs from Nirvana's Unplugged that are eligible due to subsequential release commercially, which is kind of a weird loophole sort of, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. So if you don't remember that, if you've never seen that one, well, first go watch it because it's one of the best ever. It's crazy good. But remixes aren't eligible or typically ineligible. So collaborations are not, or t- I guess typically ineligible, but uh, I guess, and also self-cover. So I guess a, if you wrote a song for somebody else, but then eventually sung it yourself, that doesn't count. So basically, if this comes around in 10 years, Taylor Swift re-recording all of her own songs, <laughs> is it going to count? Exactly. But yeah, to go take a look at this, marchexus.com. Do you have any early favorites at the moment that you're like, hey, this could do well? Uh, you know what? I haven't really dug into the into the, the matchups just yet. So I'm going to play my cards close to the vest right now. That, that, co- that's what we in the biz call a teaser. Jeez. I'll give a couple. I'll, I'll let the people know if they, okay, really, right. they care about. So there's a few. Um First, well, I swore to start. There's quite a few on here. I'm going to do a couple. Whitney Houston's going to be tough to beat. I'll always love you, obviously. Mm-hmm. I I think the Boys of Summer of the Atari could be a pretty good underrated song as a nine seed. 
Didn't Don McLean sing that originally? Was that him? Yes. Okay, that's a or good Don one. Don Henley or Don Henley. Okay, close enough. One of the Dons. Um, Marilyn Manson, Smooth Criminal, or not Smooth Criminal? Sorry, um, Sweet Dreams. You have Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Those are some good ones. And then I guess the last one I'll say before I go, I saw it here a moment ago. The Nirvana Man Who Sold the World. That's a good song too. So, but there's others I may know but don't know because you know how it is. Oh, they sang this song, Matt. I didn't realize they did that. That's right. So there's a handful on there, but uh, check it out. This will be fun. We always do is just for the heck of it. Why not? So again, MarchExodus.com and the bright voting starts. Um, is it March first? Correct, Matt. Yeah. So you can fill out a bracket and we'll mention this next time as well. You can fill out a bracket and enter it for a prize. And, and, and the reason that I know this is worth it is because my wife actually won last year's tournament. What? She won the whole thing. What'd she win? She was, she won, uh, she won a plaid shirt or like a plaid of course, shirt for March plaidness with, uh, with, with, yeah, with March plaidness in cursive on the back in glitter. Awesome. Excellent. Congratulations. Yes, I've I've one quick question. I'm scrolling through. So Tori Amos did a "Smells Like Teen Spirit" co- cover. Apparently so. What? Is, and that was commercially released. Apparently so. And and, to... and that is why. <laughs> that is why we. This does. That's exactly the why we talk about this every year. Cake did I will survive? What? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I think I knew that one though. I did not know that. Also ineligible. Obviously, the I joked before the Teal album from Weezer, which is all covers. So. That'll be the front runner in like 10 years, right? When they do this again. There you go. <laughs> Weezer and Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> There'll be those two. All right. Uh, anything else to add about this? We'll talk about this next couple of weeks. You'll, you and I, and probably mostly you on Twitter, will handle this type of stuff. But that's it for this week. MWR.com. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back because this is a midweek show. We were recording Sundays. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We got, we got SP Plus and some other things to talk about as well. SP Plus, maybe a road trip show again because that's always fun. That's true. Where you, where you have to pick a game this week. That week, October 9th, will be, or 8th, I guess, this will be very difficult. So just check us out, mwr.com. We'll put some schedule stuff out there so you can check out each individual team schedule. We'll have a little bit more breakdown from our individual guys about their schedule, they like, don't like, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Check the feed. Let us know what you like or don't like about the show and preferably what you do like so we keep doing it, Matt, because I like, I like positive over negative stuff, even though uh, me and Andy already discussed our, our – our Twitter stuff about San Diego State basketball last week. So we're not going to bring that up again because shoot better as well. That's my short term for that. But <laughs> MWR.com is where you can find us. And we'll be back next time for a hoop show this week as well. So me and Andy, and then Matt, you and myself will be back probably within a week to go over some more stupid early projections to see who's wrong all the time because nobody ever gets 100% right sitting here pre March. So yeah. yeah, until next time, we'll see you then, folks.